Those of us with elderly parents who are quarantined in nursing facilities or senior living apartments are all too familiar with a nagging sense of helplessness during this pandemic, of not being able to visit our loved ones as these facilities struggle to protect them from the virus by basically shutting everything down. But we know that our visits are what sustained our loved ones, and we're seeing day by day the impacts of isolation on our older populations, and it really hurts our soul. My mom lives several states away from where I live here in Philadelphia, in a wonderful senior living apartment complex for retired military officers and their spouses. After having suffered a massive stroke several years ago, she needed access to the in-house skilled nursing care they provide. But what is usually an ideal situation, being with others in the military community, has become an isolating environment now that residents cannot eat together, they can't visit one another, and they can't spend time in common areas chatting with one another. And because of the pandemic, I can't visit, so we FaceTime every day, like clockwork, at 8.30 p.m., And sometimes this conversation is her only sustained face-to-face interaction of the day. This has gone on for the past three months of the pandemic during stay-at-home orders. And as the days have passed, I've noticed her speech is less quick, her mind has become less sharp, and her sad expression is more prominent. It's painful to watch. But one thing I've started doing, which is made possible with the magic of FaceTime, is asking her to try smiling. My mom, another Thai mama, who we'll call Thai granny, was at first pissed off at such a silly suggestion. Why smile? There's nothing to smile about, she said. And I told her about the neuroscience of smiling, that you can actually trick your mind into feeling better when you're feeling bad. When the tiny muscles around our mouth and our eyes are activated to make a smile happen, a biochemical message is sent to our nervous system that it's safe to relax the fight-or-flight response or to release one's sadness. The science shows that even when we intentionally force our mouth into a smile, even when our head or heart isn't into it, and ideally making that a big, fat, fake smile, that shoots neurotransmitters, chemicals to our brain and body, telling us, maybe tricking us a little, that things are good, So in a nutshell, not only do our brains send messages to our bodies, but we now know through fMRI that our bodies send messages to our brains. It's a circular feedback system. And a few days later, much to my surprise actually, my mom reported, sort of chuckling to me, that the big fake smile worked. So if a forced fake smile, even in isolation, for a grumpy Thai granny can work, maybe it could help you. So here goes, I'm going to lead you through a short meditation, which I'll call the smile meditation. Find a comfortable seated position, ideally somewhere where you won't feel self-conscious about anyone seeing you with that smile on your face. Maybe close that door. Soften your gaze or gently close your eyes. Bring your attention to your breath, following each exhale and inhale for several complete cycles Making the exhale slightly longer if possible is really good for that parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest function of your nervous system, the opposite of fight or flight. 
Pay attention to the sensation of the breath, identifying a particular place in your body, in your nostrils, under your sternum, where the sensation feels pleasant and focus on that moment and that place. And then gently begin to smile. Smile broadly, without force. Don't create tension in your facial muscles, but smile as you would naturally, maybe a little bit bigger. If you don't like smiling bigger, then smile smaller. You're still breathing as you're smiling. And as thoughts arise, which they will, notice them. Accept them. Oh, there's a thought. And then let that thought go. Your brain might try to distract you by saying things like, this is weird, what am I doing? Or, oh my God, what if anyone walks in and sees me doing this? I look scary. Or your brain might match your smile by offering a funny or happy thought. Or it might protest saying something like, this is fake, I'm not really happy, I'm really sort of sad. Whatever your brain does, notice that thought. Let it pass. Keep breathing longer exhale. Keep smiling, either gently or widely. I like actually a nice wide smile myself. Maintain a steady, comfortable rhythm with your breath, maintaining that steady, gentle smile for the next few minutes. As I breathe, breathing a natural in and out, trying to make my exhale a little bit longer, keeping that big smile on my face. When my mouth gets a little tired, it becomes a little bit more of a gentle smile, but it's making a difference in my mind right now. And as you conclude this practice, taking five minutes to breathe and smile and re-enter your daily routine, Notice whether you smile more quickly or more broadly. Your muscles are at least exercised to smile more naturally, more readily. They're definitely not rusty. Notice if you feel a little happier, a little lighter, a little more confident. And if, at the very least, you felt a little goofy doing it, you gave yourself a pat on the back for trying something new.